Hey everyone, welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer. This is a bonus episode I'm doing over the weekend. I was going to do it yesterday, but I'm just getting to it. So I would call it episode six in my um, mini-series with Cognitive Decline. I'm going to attempt to finish Dad's story today with his journey. I'm going to take you from March of 06 to June of 06 when he passed. And some of the things that happened in the memory care center and hospice, and I might have to bring it into tomorrow because there's a lot. Plus, I want to educate you on how to pick out a memory care facility for your loved one. Um, We had to experience it with both dad and mom in I don't think we hit it on the head for dad, and it was extremely um, challenging. So let's go ahead and dive into dad's story. I left off saying, talking about the memory care center. So we had checked out different memory care centers, and in this particular instance, we only talked to the lady who basically she um, takes us around and shows us the room that dad would um, possibly be in. We, we didn't really talk to anybody. They didn't know too much about dad and um, it wasn't good. But we put him in there because we didn't know. We weren't educated. And we set up his room to look like his room that he had with mom. So the same furniture, the same knick-knacky item, items, um, you know, clothes, even trying to arrange the furniture the same as their room was. So we did the best that we could with that. Here's what the memory care center had us do. They said, you need to drop him off and leave him for three days with no family contact. I knew I couldn't. I I couldn't. I, I That was not something that I could do. Um, again, I know eventually I'll go through family dynamics and taking advantage of the, you know, who can handle certain things. So um, at that point, it was mom who was going to drop him off with her sister. And they dropped him off the beginning of March, and there was three days that he had zero contact, zero contact with family. And... Uh, I was the first one on, you know, in the facility after those three days. It was rough. You have to prepare yourself if that's the type of facility you go in. We didn't do that with mom. Um, I don't agree with it because all the things that were going through dad's head, he needed family there. So when I walked in after three days of no family contact, he had a big bruise and knot on the back of his hand. Well, evidently he got so frustrated he punched the wall. This is not like Dick Garland. This is not his personality. Um, He was extremely frustrated, and then I asked, I said, why didn't you ice it? Um, I I can be a little bitchy and aggressive with a certain situation. Anything with my family. Um, I kind of step out of Allison Schaefer and go into defensive and protective and etc. So... They they told me, oh, he wouldn't let us, and I was like, oh, so I got ice, and I iced it, but Dad was crying. He was crying. When I got there, he was crying. I noticed the, the knot on his hands, and he said, why doesn't Mom love me anymore? Where is Mom? What's going on? Why am I here? All those hard questions that tear and tear at your heartstrings, 
and it's how how do you deal with it? You try to redirect. So I did share as much as I could about saying, hey, mom is on vacation with Aunt Peggy. Remember, they used to do this all the time. And mom just wanted to go. I made up someplace like Estonia, Lithuania, and something... I don't, I can't remember the third one in those three, but, um, things that dad knew, excuse me, things that, you know, places dad knew to try to connect with that because for some reason, well, I think dad went there for his, um, job. So it connected in his head. So I, I talked about that and I said, mom still loves you, but she needed her vacation. She wanted her vacation with Aunt Peggy. And then I'd say Aunt Peggy was lonely. And it, it, again, you lie on your feet and you, that sounds really weird. It's, you just, you create these lies to help your loved one feel more comfortable. So um, many times it would be crying, um, all four of us kids, and then when mom came back, we would all be in there at, at least, I mean, once a day, if not twice, somebody was in there. So we had a good grip on what was really going on in that facility, um, not too happy with a lot of the things. So I would... Um, Okay, for dad and his situation, just hold his hand, walk around with him, and talk to the residents, get to know people, and I believe that helped with everything, you know, acclimating to it. And then dad actually met a friend there, and that young lady, who was an older woman, um, kind of appeased him for a while. And he would walk around with her. Um, there was not a lot of activities for the residents. And they had this wonderful courtyard. And I'm like, you guys should put bird feeders out there. I was a little bit, you know, you get kind of picky about certain things now. But anywho, so dad found somebody. And my aunt had prepared me for that. And she just said, hey, just know that he might find somebody um, to not necessarily replace mom, but um, hang out with. He did. And then when mom got back from her two-week vacation, mom went in there and kind of scooted this woman away. There's so much more to the story because um, I would get phone calls and or Sister Debbie would get a phone call and say, hey, um, you know, it, it, legally they have to report certain things like dad and his friend would get a little too comfortable, so to speak, and it'd be like midnight or one o'clock, we'd get phone calls, etc. So our brains were geared into getting that late night phone call. Through his um, acclimating to the facility, they increased his drugs. And this this is going to be a whole other side. There's no way I'm going to get through everything. Pay attention. I'm going to tell you this. Write down all the drugs that they are giving your loved one so you know. And even look it up what can actually um, cancel out the effectiveness of another one. So I'm going to share some of the drugs that dad was put on because he was starting to get belligerent. And I shared that, you know, if you go back to my first episode, I shared about um, the police were called because he hit one of the nurses and he was really ticked off and he had no idea he did it. But 
they were trying to appease his belligerence and his anger. Again, not his personality. This is not Dick Garland. And they put him on um, lorazepam, which is an antidepressant, and it kind of calms the CNS. It's a depressant. Um, and then they put him on Seroquel, which is an antipsychotic drug. And then they kicked in some trazodone. And so antipsychotic and then the trazodone was more of a, um, a big depressant. And that's how it reacted or acted on dad's body. And, oh, he got so mad. Um, so these drugs were not helping. He, he would sleep off and on, but he'd still be belligerent. And I was like, you guys are giving too many drugs, but I was not the power of attorney for health. So I'd have to go through Debbie and say, hey, you know, take him off of these drugs. I'd, I'd share stuff. And and I had a pretty good connection with the director at Altera. But um, again, get to know the people that your, your loved one's going to be around, who's going to be taking care of them, and who's going to be connecting, who are the residents there. You gotta get to know them. Sorry, I can't even express that as much as, you know, I wish I could. So getting to know them and being able to say, hey, dad shouldn't have this or this shouldn't be happening. So by April, though, of this, um, so March, we're going into April. Um, I said to my brother, I was kind of hitting a wall. I said, they're over-medicating him. And so, again, we have the whole family in, and brother's really good with, like, lawyers and getting that part of stuff. And um, as much as we tried to regulate the meds, only because I knew dad's behavior was affected by all of this, um, I couldn't help the way that I wanted to. I'm trying to make this long story short. So here's what happened. I actually... Um, went to Stoughton Rose Unit. So for you people who are across the pond, you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a, a psych ward in Wisconsin, in the USA. And um, I sat there and wait, waited until I could talk to someone. And I said, this is what's going on with my dad. I want him to come to your facility. Um, I had researched and found out, and mom couldn't do anything. I mean, she was at her wit's end. It's very, very hard as the closest caregiver. And um, I said, uh, I want my dad in here. I want his drugs reevaluated because he's just like a catatonic state. And um, again, long story short, we went... We got him into the Rose unit after brother kind of stepped in and helped with the lawyer and um, got him into the Rose unit. And they took away the Seroquel and the lorazepam right away. And um, within a week, he started to be a little bit more cognizant and not belligerent. And so it was, it was great. We could take him out and about and took him home to the condominium that mom was in. Well, they were both in for a little bit. That's a whole other story. Um, and we had him there, and he seemed aware. And he knew who we were, but he was struggling, like, because there's three of us daughters and one, you know, he knew Keith, but he would mix us up, and that's okay. So 
what well, I guess what I'm trying to tell you with this whole story, and I, I'm going to have to cut it off because it'll get really, really long. Make sure when you bring your loved one to a facility, you research everything and get connected with the people who are going to be taking care of your loved one. If, if it's the director of the facility, the activities director of the facility, um, get to know everybody who is working there. But there's other guidelines I'm going to share as well. And then write down, document everything. Write down all the meds that they are putting them on. Write down certain um situations that occur or instances or altercations, write all that down. I had a um, notebook of things that occurred because there were various times that dad was, we, he was taken to the hospital because um, his blood pressure was so low while well, they messed up on his meds. Again, my job is to educate you. This was, this was a very, very hard one with dad as I reflect on it and I go, gosh, it is my job. Again, I have to just pour my heart and soul into making sure you don't make the same mistakes we did with dad's journey with his Alzheimer's. All right, I got to leave it at that or else I'd keep rolling. So I'm going to start. I'm going to pick up again tomorrow. I'm going to talk about, you know, after we got him into the psych ward to um, regulate his meds, what occurred there. But I'm going to share some other things about going into a memory care center and family dynamics. Thank you so much for hopping on. This was a long one in listening and the loyal listeners. And if you've hopped on, this is the first time, hit follow so that you can get a notification when the next episode comes out. Please, please take care of yourself. you got one life, one body, one time, and that's it. One life, one time through. And then keep on learning. Um, learning truly is the essence of life. It keeps that, keeps that brain active. Again, I'm 61, so I'm going to keep learning new things, and it'll definitely enhance your life. So I will catch you on the flip side, and peace out.